you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and excited that you're joining me for another episode. Uh, we took last week off because of Labor Day, and uh, quite frankly, I didn't have an episode ready to go for you. And that kind of happens when you've got a lot of things going on, and you prioritize family time and travel. And actually, what happened was going back to May and June, I had a ton of great content uh, in the hopper, if you will, for both of my podcasts, The Talent Development Hot Seat and this show. And then, as many of you know, I took a five-week road trip with my family, and uh, we traveled around. I worked a little bit, but not very much, and I didn't bring my mic or record anything. And then I got back, and we had nothing uh, in the hopper for either of the podcasts because uh, we used it all up. And so it's good to plan ahead. We need to plan a little more ahead next time. Uh, but that's okay because I know it's nice to take a little break every now and then and kind of figure out where we're going. And we've got some big things planned, uh, not only for this podcast, but for uh, the Own Your Career community for all of you out there to provide more and more value. In fact, uh, Stephanie, my uh, COO assistant, and I are now in the uh, process of planning a virtual summit called the Own Your Career Virtual Summit. It's going to be in early November. I don't have a page yet for you to sign up, uh, but it's going to be free to attend, and there'll be some upgrade options if you want more access uh, to me and to some of the speakers and some of the content, as well as the course that I've been working on, uh, which I think I've mentioned in the past. I've been working on an online course with a team for the past few months, and I am really excited about it. Uh, we just had a pilot group go through, and it went really well, and I'm excited for other people to dig into that, and we'll be really putting that out there uh, with the virtual summit, as well as having, uh, I think we'll have over 15 really great speakers, some of whom have been on the podcast in the past. And uh, we'll be publishing some of that content on the podcast after the summit as well. So we've got some really great conversations coming up, as well as I've got some great topics to cover that I want to go into uh, for all of you out there. And uh, I know that this is a special time in our history. Really, um, we have entered what many are calling the Great Resignation. We have entered uh, a time where um, lots of people are thinking about possibly changing jobs. There's more opportunities out there than there ever have been before. The economy has come roaring back from the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh, a lot of people have more power and more options and are thinking, I don't know if I want to put up with a bad boss or a bad culture, so maybe I want to think about making a change. Uh, on the flip side, I'm working with a lot of organizations who are absolutely investing in creating more options and more growth uh, investments into their people. And so you don't have to look for a job at another company to find better opportunities for you and your career because there might be some really great opportunities right there for you to take advantage of, especially if you work for a big company. Uh, some of the companies I work with are building a talent marketplace where you can go in and find jobs that fit your skills and move around and try different things. And they're really coaching all their managers to embrace this and help people move on and move into different roles and not try to hoard them or keep them like managers do in some organizations. And I'm really excited to see this come to fruition and see what goes on out there. 
And I want to make you aware of that because you're thinking about your own career and your own personal success. And how can you take advantage of this? You know, do you already work for an organization with a culture you like and a boss you like? Um, are you in the job or career that you like? Or there are some tweaks, tweaks that you want to make, right? You got to be thinking about those things and decide what do you want to do with your career? And I don't think there's ever been a better time to really be thinking about this, not only putting in the thought, but really to start putting plans in place and start taking action towards uh, changing your career. And I'm going to provide more advice to you in the coming weeks. Um, But for now, speaking of changing your career, I have an interview for you with my friend Chris Bystransky, who is a former attorney, uh, who it was corporate for 15 years who decided he was going to pivot his career and he was going to get full-time into real estate investing. And then he started teaching his daughter all about business and uh, how to create passive income and uh, money continually coming in from investments, uh, an area that many of us may not even know that much about. And even if we do, it takes a long time to learn. And he wrote a whole book about it called Renting from My Six-Year-Old, which I was excited to get a copy of and really excited to interview Chris today. Uh, Just a quick note, we did this interview live on LinkedIn. So there were a couple questions that came in during the interview that we addressed. Um, But otherwise, you know, another interview as normal. And uh, Chris is a cool guy. He's also a triathlete. Um, He is a coach and uh, sometimes consultant, helps people get into real estate and does life coaching as well. Uh, And uh, he's an overall great guy. I'm in a mastermind group with him and I've gotten to know him throughout the last year and I've been really impressed with some of the stuff he's been doing. And uh, hopefully you will listen to this and take some ideas away. Even if you don't want to leave corporate or you don't want to get into real estate investing, um, this is meant to give you some ideas, some things to think about. What pivots might you want to make in your career? What investments do you want to learn about? What things do you want to improve? And what do you want to teach your children if you have kids? So without further ado, here is my interview with Chris Bystransky. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the Own Your Career Show. How are you doing? Doing amazing. Thanks, Andy. How are you doing? Fantastic, man. Excited to talk to you today about this new book, Renting from My Six-Year-Old. We've got to know each other over the last, uh, I don't know, nine months or so, and I've been uh, anxiously awaiting this. Got my copy when it came out, going through it, and uh, so much wisdom in here. But what I think is really interesting, you know, since this is a show that is a lot about careers, is that you've made some big pivots in your career from going one direction to going really far in a different direction. So um, let's start there because I think everybody's interested in hearing stories. What have other people done with their careers? Is it okay to make a change if I'm not that happy? Um, but you started out in uh, on a different path. So tell me about your career. Absolutely. It was a much different path. And um, you know, I'm happy to be where I am. And uh, I could not have done it without making some significant changes. So yeah, just going back, um, I was born and raised in Chicago and always taught at a young age that I, I had to go get a good education and then a good job. You know, uh, I, I'd imagine a lot of people were taught that same thing. So that's what I did. I, I went to I went to college and I went to law school and then I got a job out of law school and I uh, worked for about eight years and was laid off in those eight years, but, you know, got a different job. And then and then I went back to to get a to get an MBA, and I you know I doubled down on the education, and I doubled down on the corporate world, and you know all those things worked to a certain extent. And I worked for eight more years after getting that MBA, and and you know I just got really burned out. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. I saw a lot of people doing completely different things with their lives, and I, I didn't think that the corporate path was my path anymore. So 
Um, after some thinking about it and talking to some people, I, I, I started investing in, in real estate to try to create some different income streams. And that worked. I mean, I, I absolutely love that. I grew the income streams and, and grew the net worth. And then I started thinking about my family. Um, so I had a couple little kids and I did not want them to go through what I went through as far as education and, and all that time and expense and, and then working their way up the corporate world. So I, I wanted to uh, develop a way, a program that my little girl could really understand the difference between job income and investment income. So I wrote a book about that, that process where I take her through a job uh, and, and start allowing her to invest. So, you know, she struggled with that, with that whole concept, the way I struggled with it and the way I see many other people struggle with that. But, uh, you know, it's it's a story about her. But if you go a, a, a layer, uh, layer deep, it's really my story and the same story I, I've heard from many other people as they transition from a corporate world or a job a job into investing or creating other other sources of income and it really changes lives so it changed my life it changed her life and you know i'm getting a lot of positive feedback on it and, it, and it's really helping other people so i'm very excited very excited about the book very excited about sharing that story with as many people as possible and hopefully helping people getting close closer to the life of their dreams yeah i like that and you've covered so much ground and I love that you lay it out and tell that story um, with your six-year-old and you know how you've developed this with your kids. But going back to, you spent 15 years in the corporate world. Um, what was it about the corporate world that made you want to leave? Was it your specific profession or more how things are done in the corporate world? And were there mistakes that you made along the way that maybe if you had done things better, you might still be there? Or was it more about you know, just kind of disillusioned with the system and wanted to go run your own thing and make your own money? Well, the, the whole purpose of going into the corporate world was to get out of my existing situation growing up. You know, I, I came from a family of divorced parents. You know, a lot of people do that. Um, but I, I wanted something. I wanted a certain level of success in my life. And I thought that getting this education and going in the corporate world would help me. And, and it certainly did. It certainly did. I reached a certain level of success and I'm very thankful for all that. And I enjoyed my time, but then there was only a certain level that that could take me to. You know, I, the way the, the 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 pay increases were small, the vacations were small. There was only so many things that I could do within my corporate job in my company uh, that were really fulfilling, and I just wasn't growing the way I wanted to. I wasn't surrounded by A players who wanted to just grow and and live life to the fullest. So I started to. Um, attend other events where real estate investing events and and just other exciting events where I thought that I could be more of myself, you know, whether that was doing exciting things or growing my net worth or income. And then it really took off from there. You know, I'm looking around, I'm in the corporate world, I'm looking around and said, this is not for me because there's a lot more to life than just a paycheck and, 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 and the stability. I was willing to take some risk because I knew that there was much more out there available. And very happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've been there. Um, what was it about real estate that was so attractive to you? The real estate was attractive because it was pretty, it pretty had a pretty successful history of, of creating millionaires and, and people living life on their terms. You know, it's not a get rich quick scheme by any chance, uh, any stretch of the imagination, but it's a, it's, 
there's something to be said for real estate and it's a get rich over time um, uh, strategy. So there's only so much uh, real estate. There's demand in several states that outstrips the supply and prices keep going up. I mean, I've seen that over the last three, four years. I wish I would have invested and bought everything I everything that moved three, four years ago, because now prices are up 50, 100 percent since then. So it's and it just keeps going that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how what did that process look like for you to get in? I know there's a lot of different ways to get educated. There's books and seminars and courses. I think you said you attended some of those. Um, and how did you get started? What is your what did your first investment look like? You know, it, it was really, really strange. I was just um, driving to work and listening to talk radio because um, I, I wanted to be informed. I, I wanted to know what was going on in the world so that I could participate in work conversations and not really doing anything different. And one day I get some type of ad in my phone and it was about a, a real estate podcast. I have no idea where it came from. Okay. But I started listening to podcasts instead of in, instead of listening to the talk radio. Okay. So I started getting educated way before I took action, maybe six months, a year before I started taking any other action. And then I started listening to more podcasts and more podcasts and all real estate related. And then I wanted to go to an event. So I found one of the podcast websites and they had a listing of all these events. So I, I just missed one in my area and they come around about every month. So I didn't want to wait another three, four weeks. So I found the closest one, I, the next coming one, and it was about 30 miles away. And it was two it was in two days. So I drove there after work and met some incredible people, uh, still great friends today, a lot of them. And the stories they told about, you know, how they went from a corporate job or how they, they didn't have a much of a job, but they got involved in this and they started investing and they took chances and they bought X, Y, or Z real estate and how they just built their portfolio. I was absolutely shocked. You know, I was like, wow, I, this is, this is something amazing. This is something that I was not exposed to before. And it really was a huge mindset for me coming from the corporate world, being paid pretty well, by the way, and, and living a comfortable life. It was like, wow, um, these, these folks are very interesting. I want to get to know them more, but I'm really trained for that stuff over there in the corporate world. And I, I have a lot invested in all my education and everything because I've got an, I've got a JD, I'm an attorney, and I got an MBA from one of the top business schools in the, in the world, in the University of Chicago. So it was a huge mind shift to um, do something outside the corporate world. And two years earlier, I would not have been able to make that shift because I was really entrenched. And it just took, it just took more time and more talking to people and more, uh, more podcasts sinking into my brain uh, that really helped me realize, yeah, this other lifestyle is possible and it's attainable. So I just continued to meet folks at, at, at uh, different real estate events, listen to podcasts, went to some one day, two day training events and just started to meet people who were putting real estate transactions together. So what I do is I'm involved in the apartment world and there were there were folks who were going out to buy the buy these apartments, teams of two, three, four, five people. And then there would be 20 or 50 people behind them making investments into the property. And I started by becoming one of those 20 to 50 people who were contributing money uh, for the down payment so these folks can go acquire the property. And then there's just distributions and, and things that come after that back to investors like me. 
So very eye-opening. And just started, I just started to grow the pro portfolio that way, meet more people who did that and invested more and more. And, and I'm, a, I'm a general partner on a deal and want to increase that portfolio as well. Yeah. So then you decided you wanted to do this full time. So it was, it was, sounds like it was something, it was not only a possibility to make more money, but something you really enjoyed, right? Much more than the job you were doing because you're, you're making a big switch. Like you said, you had the, the JD, the MBA, um, that's a lot of investment. A lot of people, there might be a lot of attorneys out there who don't love what they're doing, but they're thinking, man, I already invested many years and, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars in tuition to get this career. Like I'm not leaving this for anything, but when you pull, when you're pulled by something you really want to do, I imagine it makes it easier. It's very, you know, it's very hard to leave something that you've trained for, for a long time, very hard. And it's almost, um, it's, it's really a, a shock to the pride that, Hey, look, maybe there's a better path that fits my, my desired lifestyle somewhere else. And it, it was, it was very difficult. And that's why I said before that, look, I, before, before I did this two years prior, there's, I don't think I could have done it. If someone would approach me at that point and said, Hey, look, let's go try this. I'd have been like, no way. Mm -hmm. There's no way I have this corporate job. I have this education. And by the way, all that other stuff is beneath me. It wasn't until I started, it wasn't until I started interacting with some very successful people who were in real estate and who were outside of the corporate world, which is really what all I knew that I really started to take notice. And, you know, having those, having that education in the background, whether it was a podcast or reading books on real estate, I, it really dawned on me that these, these other things are possible. And, and if other people are successful and they're living life on their terms and they're doing the kind of things that I want to do, whether that's, travel or spending more time with their kids or volunteering more. I, I wanted more of that rather than sitting behind my desk in the corporate world. Yeah. And it's interesting that, um, you know, this came from a, you know, real estate podcast because I've learned so much from podcasts. It was actually uh, in 2016, it was a real estate podcast that changed my life. I thought I wanted to get into real estate investing and I still haven't yet, but yeah, it might change in the future. But I heard a guy named Hal Elrod on a podcast called Bigger Pockets, which is like one of the biggest you know, real estate investing podcast. And he was talking about his book, The Miracle Morning. And I got it right away, started practicing this morning routine and it absolutely changed my life. I started getting into podcasts about entrepreneurship and realized that I, tr I had this strong desire to go run my own business and started taking steps towards that. And, you know, five years later, here I am running a successful business and you are a successful real estate uh, investor, right? And, and businessman. And it, like, it all comes from, hey, we can go listen to podcasts and educate ourselves and then spend time reflecting and figuring out what we want to do. And then you got to take that courageous next step. But it's amazing how the information is all out there and our lives can be changed just from listening to a podcast. That's absolutely right, Andy. And it's just it's just taking one little step. You know, no one goes from, from a job that they hate to a successful real estate investor or successful anything in, in one step. It takes incremental, oh, let me just find out a little bit. Let me let me listen to a podcast instead of listening to the radio, talk radio or sports or whatever else is out there. OK, now that I've listened to the podcast, maybe I will attend an event. Oh, and maybe I will read a book. All of these things are incremental steps that really help people go from something that they may not be very interested in doing and are just collecting a paycheck to really getting to a place where they're living life on their terms. So it's just it, it's the mindset and then taking some action 
to really start taking those small incremental steps and just moving towards it and towards it and towards it. And who knows? Maybe if somebody starts moving towards that, they veer off and they go to something completely different. Maybe it's not real estate. Maybe they started down the path of real estate and they start doing something else. Maybe maybe angel investing or they go into development themselves or what have you. But it's just having the open mind and the 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 ability just to try something new because something may be better for a specific person. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be investing or starting your own business. And maybe that you work in as a lawyer or in finance and you're like, I really want to try marketing or, you know, do something, um, you know, start some outdoor career or whatever. Like you, it's just about making the shifts and like figuring out what you really want to do and then learning about it, going to that next thing, having conversations, taking the next step. Now you got into real estate investing. Uh, you've been very successful there with multifamily homes and I'm sure we could we could go into a lot of real estate stuff, but you also have kids and decided to, you know, walk your daughter through this process, which is where this book came from. Now I I'm um, committed to being a great father and teaching my kids about entrepreneurship and finding a career they love. But what you did was really, I think, unique and revolutionary. So can you talk about like what how did this book came about and and what you did? Yeah, I appreciate that. So when when I was in the corporate world. It, one of the things that dawned on me, and this is why I stopped trying to climb the corporate ladder, okay? It dawned on me that no matter how hard I worked, no matter how high I climbed the corporate ladder, no matter how successful I was or how much money I made in the corporate world, there was no legacy that I could leave to my kids from that corporate job. I could not leave the seat of CEO and put my daughter in the seat of CEO. Does that make sense? Sure, I would have had money, yeah. But unless she had, she knew what to do with the money, it had been wasted. So I had to come up with a way to teach her how to really make money. You know, there's a couple main ways. You can go get a job, which is what most people do. All right. You could, in, you can make investments. You can go buy real estate or, or, or invest. Yeah, you can, you can work and you can save and invest and you can do well financially. Yeah, you can do well financially, <clears throat> but how do you leverage time and money and, and, and people's experience, you know, all the things that have been done already, how do you leverage all that? And I wanted to teach my daughter how to go from being an employee, making a wage to being an investor, making investment income or, or collecting rent. So what I basically did is I took my career, my, all my education and my, my career in the corporate world and my career in the investing world, and I condensed it down to about a year for her. And I took her through this process. I gave her jobs at home. I paid her wages. And then I offered her the opportunity to invest in things around the house and then collect rent from, from me and my wife. All right. And it was amazing. I had no idea this was going to happen, but it exactly paralleled my experience and the experience I see so many other people go through. They have money. They're comfortable making the wage. They, 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 um, well, I and my daughter and I see other people, we fall into this level of comfort and we're collecting a wage. All right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're offered this opportunity to give away some of our money for the opportunity to make more money in the long run. And I refuse that for a long time. My daughter refused that for a long time. And I see a lot of other people refuse that for a long time. 
eventually I did it. Eventually my daughter did it. And hopefully eventually many folks watching this or who read the book or who don't do any of that, hopefully they make that jump too. And then she started creating passive income, multiple streams of passive income around the house. So it was absolutely amazing to watch her go through that process of not making any money, mm -hmm. thinking that I was going to buy all of her toys and I was going to give her everything she wanted from, and then to she's making her own money, a little bit of money through jobs around the house, and then taking that money and investing it, collecting rent and blowing up her portfolio. So she's making a ton of money every week that far exceeded her wage income. And, and you said collecting collecting rent, passive income, and people are probably wondering, well, how does she do that? So you had things like she bought the toaster from you, right? And then she's renting it back. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing that she bought, the first thing I offered her was the toaster. So I said, hey, sweetie, you know, if you want to spend 25 of your hard-earned dollars to go buy that toaster that's already sitting on our counter, you don't have to go to the store, it's sitting right there. You give me a mommy $25 and every Saturday we will pay you $1 in rent. Okay. And she was totally against that. But this is how investing works. You forego your current amount of cash for a future stream of income. Hmm. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody can get over the fear of doing something like that or yeah. get out of their comfort zone and make that leap from job wage earner to investor. She struggled with it. And there's hmm. a big section on the book about that psychological impact of being safe and secure with the money that you have. Yeah. But being able to make that transition to something bigger and better. I did that in real life. I see so many other people do that in real life. Some people can make that transition and some people can't. Yeah. And there's a section, a big section in the book about how my daughter struggled with that and mm. how she finally did that. I don't want to give too much away, but essentially she she um she was against it. She didn't number one, she didn't understand it, so she said no, which is absolutely the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept giving her some information, not forcing her decision. Uh, she had to make the decision by herself. Yeah. And over time, she eventually came to the realization that, hey, she's going to make more money if she invests, if she forgoes that $25 right now yeah. and, 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 and invest in something. So she had money that she could have taken to go buy toys. And her toys were at the toy store. They were dolls and whatever. Mm -hmm play sets, but we all have toys. We have vacations, we have cars, we have TVs. Yep. You know, we have all these things. Those are our toys. Do we forgo that stuff to start generating more income that's going to balloon up eventually? Or do we spend the money on toys and just stay where we're comfortable? Hmm. That's the question, right? It's, it's a hard shift to think about investing. And of course, we know at the at the most basic level, if you work for a company, uh, you often have, have opportunities to contribute to a 401k. And there's, I think there's data that show a lot of people don't even do that. Uh, but the, the smart people do give up a little bit of their income every week or month to, to go into that. You're saying there's even more opportunities if you're willing and able to shift some of the money you have today and invest in an asset that will can give you, you know, cash flow and more money over time. But you've got to be willing to make that trade. The same and this go on the same journey that your daughter went on. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a matter of comfort. It's a matter of comfort and understanding. A lot of people don't even understand what's what's possible. You know, you brought up the 401k and you know, people move jobs around. And what happens with the 401k is that 
you can take it and roll it over in an IRA if you leave your job. Well, that IRA is just sitting there, possibly earning something in the stock market at a, at a, at a good rate, single digit rate of return. Or you could self-direct that IRA and open up the world of, of investing, whether that's in real estate, um, land, you know, whether it's commercial real estate, like apartments or land or biotech companies or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that that's even possible to, to start getting educated about it. And then once you know what's possible, then start to get educated about it and you can learn what's what's out there. So, you know, if you think that a, a 10% return a year is good, what about a 20% annualized return hmm. or 30 or 40% annualized return? Yeah. Those are possible. And, and it's, and you know, you went full time into this, but you don't have to do that, right? You could do it as a side gig. You could be investing in things, find people who need money for real estate investments, or like you said, investing in a startup or a biotech or even the stock market. Um, I've lately been investing a lot in cryptocurrency and NFTs, a whole different ballgame, uh, which is not necessarily for cash flow, but for, you know, potentially higher returns. When you go out and do the research and find things, there's a lot of opportunities. Absolutely. And, and every step builds on the last. You may go out and start learning something and then learn something, a, a completely different investment type that really may be interesting. So, you know, it's just taking those first couple steps of, wow, I'm in this job. I have this, these wages. I'm comfortable. Maybe there's something more out there for me. So um, as we get closer to wrapping this up, I, I'd love to you know share some advice for people. You've been through the corporate path. You've run your own business. You've gotten into real estate investing. Um, you are helping your kids and, and other people understand the importance of this, which I think is fantastic. Um, what's some advice you would give at this point to your younger self as you're starting out your career? Yeah, there, there's so many pieces of advice that I would give, but uh, some of the main ones were would be find successful people, and do what they do. You know, let them teach you. Everybody that I've reached out to that's successful has been more than more than gracious in their help. You know, I, I've helped people. It's actually very flattering when somebody asks me for help. So I love doing that. And a lot of uh, very successful people are, 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 are that way as well. They love to help. So take action and go go find the help that you need. Just just mirror what somebody else has already done. They've laid down the groundwork, the pathway, the map, however right. you want to say it. Right. They're successful. It works. Just follow what they do. Yeah. And I know like me, you're big on hiring mentors and coaches and finding those people. And it sounds like you've had some along the way. Um, and one of the things that struck out for me in your story too, is that you you didn't just listen to the podcast and read the books. You can get information there, but then you went to the seminar. I would imagine you invested money in some courses and things to learn all this stuff and didn't just figure it out on your, on your own. Maybe you did, um, but a lot of times people are afraid to take that next step. Well, I'm not going to spend that money because you know I need it for other things. But if you want to get there faster, you sometimes got to be willing to invest in the personal development or coaching or courses or whatever it may be. Yep. Yeah, that was a big mind shift for me too, because coming from the education that I had, I, I thought I knew it all or I'd figure it all out. Um, but that's simply not the case. You know, if you want to go faster and you want a good understanding and you want to uh, really stack the odds in your favor for success, uh, it may be worth paying somebody to get that education, get that knowledge quickly and to help you from uh, help you from stepping in any any holes. Yeah, so, yeah I absolutely it. did. They've already done it. So why not pay for the favor the fast track, you know, get this book and and find programs that can help. Um, what's what's something someone can start doing today. Someone's interested like, okay, maybe I'm not going to change careers. 
but I am interested in investigating other options, maybe getting into real estate investing, maybe starting my own business. Like, what do you recommend people start doing right now? Boy, there's a lot of free things you can do right now. Uh, probably the easiest thing is to uh, start listening to podcasts in whatever field you want to learn about. It's amazing what's out there. Uh, so, you know, the podcast and there's also uh, meetups, there's meetings, uh, prob probably on any subject you want to learn about in your local area. Some of them are live uh, in person, some of them are virtual. And the great thing about virtual is they can be across the country and they could be great events that you can attend now. So um, those those two two free things, podcasts and 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 the meetups or, or the events, just go. They're free. Most of them are free. Uh, go get some great experience, some great knowledge, free knowledge, and just that's your first step. And it could be the first step of many that are going to take to make you very, very successful. So stay at it, keep learning, and you're going to have to take on some risks every once in a while, but it's, it's well worth it. 100%. I agree. There's, there's so much knowledge out there. Get books, listen to podcasts, go take an online course, uh, go network with people. LinkedIn is great for that. Um, and uh, before we wrap it up, we did get a question here from uh, somebody on LinkedIn, Paul Zamara, who asked, sorry, late joiners, have you talked about risk tolerance and the ability to lose money in the short term and gain in the long term? What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, so that's a great question. So that that goes to, you know, what's the portfolio look like? I've taken the approach of a diversified portfolio. So when I go to invest, I'll invest in different states and in different markets within those states and different teams of, of leaders and different sizes of properties. So for example, um, I'm invested in, in the Dallas area, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, but then also in I uh, was invested in Atlanta and a property sold in uh, uh, Orlando in Jacksonville. So just diversifying that portfolio in different size properties. I've started to venture out. Uh, I have a big investment in a biotech company. I'm very excited about that. So I'm not just focused on the real estate. I've spread the money around. And if you take that portfolio approach, sometimes there's going to be things that do not perform as well as you would hope, but sometimes there's going to be things that outperform. We just got to keep going, learn what you're doing, get educated and know the people who are involved. That's a key thing. You have to know who's involved. Speaking of that, um, I, that re <clears throat> relates to a question I wanted to ask you. Um, I have, uh, I've done a lot of investing, mostly in the stock market. Like I said, recently beginning in the crypto and NFTs, I've had a lot of success, uh, but I've also made some mistakes here and there. I'm sure you've made plenty of your own along the way. It's kind of how we, you, we learn. Um, but I made one this morning and I'm kind of kicking myself. How do you help yourself get past those mistakes, learn from them and make sure, you know, you keep going, you don't run away and hide and never do it again. Well, those, those things are going to happen. So you just have to keep doing, doing it and get as educated upfront in the process as possible. There's always people who are going to be willing to take your money. All right. But it's your, it's my, when I think about an investment, it's my responsibility to understand what's going on and to know the people. You know, the, the, the big difference between a real estate investment and a stock market investment is that that's a real piece of property there. Hmm. Um, it's not going anywhere. And if it goes anywhere, it's insured. OK, you think about the difference between that and a stock. I've seen companies. Let's take Enron, for example. Yeah. I mean, they were a very high profile uh, company and their stock evaporated relatively quickly. It was locked down and then people couldn't get their money out. That doesn't really happen with real estate because it has value. It's bringing in money. People are living there. 
all right? And it's insured in case of a flood or fire or anything like that. So those two are very different uh, types of investments. Of course. Uh, and there's pros and cons. There's more, you know, often more flexibility in the stock market, but you do have that real property there. It's not going in there with real estate. Uh, I had a comment from my friend Dave Gieselman who says, great to see you. Great to see you, Dave. Um, and more questions coming in, but we do have to wrap this up. Um, and I want to remind people about your book and where they can find out more information. Uh, so Chris, where can they go for people that want to learn more about this whole process and maybe rent from their six-year-old? Yeah. So you can go to my website, chrisbystransky.com. I'm actually working on it right now, but it's, it'll be up in a day or so. Um, and then you can go get the book, Renting from My Six-Year-Old on Amazon. It's hot off the presses, guys and gals. There you go. The book is Renting from My Six-Year-Old, uh, The Right Actions That Can Make and Keep Your Family Rich. It's available now on Amazon. I already got my copy and left my review. Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show. Always great to talk with you and look forward to talking again soon. Thank you very much, Annie. Thanks, everybody. All right. Cheers.